Hey everybody, this is Brian. And this is Sabrina. Ooh, I bet you didn't expect that now, did you? <laughs> My lovely wife Sabrina is joining me today for this podcast. Don't worry, Josh has not gone anywhere. But we are sequencing this episode in because you always start a new year, a new season, whatever it might be. And there's always like stories behind the characters, people that you meet. So you hear my voice often, and I want you to hear Sabrina's voice because her voice is behind and aside beside my voice. So launch out onto the loop as my wife gives me funny stares on the, across the microphone today in Curiosity Continuum. Sabrina. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry innovating, non traditional company passionate about. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Get that off there. Would <laughs> you make it bigger for you? Here we go. Are we like just going to continue rolling? Okay, we're rolling. Oh, this is- yeah. Okay. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. You can follow us on your favorite podcast app and receive notifications of new content. And if you like what you hear and want to dive deeper, you can visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. So one of the things that I think was on my mind about this episode was you intersect people, mm-hmm. and we had a conversation with our son Isaac recently about some of his uh, customer experience things at Target. He works at Target, and he helps bring orders out and, you know, interact with customers. And when you intersect people, you never know what they're carrying. Mm-hmm. It's very true. So some of the things, like, for who, if those of you don't know me in real life, uh, you'll, you'll know that, like, I may have some really good thoughts rattling around in my head sometimes, but uh, my wife is definitely the heart person part of this relationship. And so I want her to talk a little bit about like how she kind of reads people because this is something where I had to get better at in our marriage about reading people's like emotional state, you know, and she's very good at kind of reading people where they are. Um, I think about some of the stuff happening with your dad recently, Mm -hmm. you know, and how that affects you in your daily life. Yeah. I think there's a lot lot of different ways that you can read people. Um, When you encounter them, your, their body language, sometimes their countenance, it might be, you know, fallen or they might look sad or they might just look like, you know, you can, I can just tell when somebody is carrying a lot and just kind of downhearted, downcast, but maybe they're closed up, you know, with their body language. Maybe they're just frustrated. Like there's so much anxiety right now. I know that I can tell when people are just 
at their wits end, which I don't think it takes long to get there these days. But um, sighs or looks that, you know, non-expression, just closed up body. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can maybe read that. Yeah. And I think for me too, one thing I've learned a lot this last year, especially, is I may hear something different than what's actually being communicated, especially like in body language. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somebody might be irritated and it's coming toward you. It has nothing to do with you. You might be the 10th thing on their list where you just, you just caught it wrong. Oh yeah. You know, or like you're reading your own like interpretation of what somebody said because you got your own stuff going on and you miss each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things I learned a long time ago, because I'm a crazy empath and feel like I can feel a million different things when I enter a room. <laughs> just just read the room pretty quick and very affected by other people's. I have to guard my boundaries that way because I'm affected by other people's emotion that they might be putting off or whatever. Um, but I learned a long time ago that nine times out of ten, it's not you. And if it is, they will tell you if you've done something to offend them or um, hurt them. Or, or you can always ask, you know, but chances are, even the times when I've asked, it's not been anything about me because people do have their own battles and they do have their own things that are on their minds. And they, you know, it's so much is not about us. So much. So how do you, when you want to start that conversation or even reach out honestly to say, hey, can I help? You know, tell me how you open up that conversation with people because sometimes it takes you extending yourself. And I think sometimes, if, especially if you're introverted, you don't necessarily want to people all the time. <laughs> yeah. And people are all around. And so how do you start that with people to let them know that you actually care? I mean, it probably starts with caring in the first place. Yeah. And I think I would do a real quick self-check and be like, okay, you know, counsel myself for a second. This is not me. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I know I didn't do anything. And so, gosh, I wonder what, what is going on with them. Maybe just say, you know, ask them how they're doing and just, just say, hey, I noticed that you are kind of sad or is there anything that I can help you with is kind of a good where you're not like diving right into maybe what's happening with them, but, but you're showing care or can I do anything for you or, you know, something like that that shows care. I love you say, how can I help? Because people from a selfish standpoint actually like to be helpful Mm -hmm. and help and know that they're being useful. But also too, sometimes the help may come in a way of like, you know, I just need to not, talk and it may just be silent mm-hmm. but sometimes too it's like you know what like this is what's going on and so sometimes more than like a yes or no question that might be fine but sometimes you might say like how can I help you and it's not yes or no mm-hmm. they might say like hey I just need to have a quiet moment and hopefully they'll be able to communicate that in a way that is understandable mm-hmm. I think sometimes the hardest times to approach that is people where you feel especially now we feel so harried to mm-hmm. run around, mm-hmm. to just stop and have that moment. And so what are, what are the things that, like, you do? I know you, with me, like, I've seen you do this, and you read people. Like, how do you invite people to know that you're safe? I mean, for those of you who don't know, my wife very much is that, that crazy impact. Crazy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> crazy impact. Um, she really does invite people into that space, and they know that people can trust 
their soft spots with her. And not everybody is that way. Uh, I also have seen, too, especially with the, all the cage rattling happening in society, that sometimes the empaths just get bowled over, you know, because they care and they want to care. There's not sometimes feels like there's space for it. But even more now, there's need for people to be empathic and to put it on. Definitely. Yeah, I, I definitely think sometimes you can feel as a sensitive person like there's not a place for you. It's just easier just to keep going and, and put on the happy face or just toughen up or, you know. And it's really care that people are desiring, but sometimes it kind of may, you know, have a crusty shell. Or And for me, my personality is defiant enough to go, oh, I'm going to crack your egg. You know, I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not okay with, like, you know, this weird interaction. I'm not going to go beyond my boundaries. But since I know that this is not me and I care for your heart, I'm going to, I'm going to stick and, you know, show you care in some, in some way. That's good. You know, um, I think this episode really is more about understanding all the different dynamics in people's life. We talked about voices and stories. But for those of you who would have known Sabrina and not known me, you'd get a perception of Sabrina, but then you don't know all the things that you know we deal with. I've talked a little bit about it as a married couple. Uh, <laughs> she's giggling because she's like, oh, yes, Brian, there's, my story is about to come out in this year. <laughs> But, you know, there's those interplays that happen. And I think the encouragement here is how do you turn on that empathy? Mm-hmm. How do you keep it on when really the world's telling you you got to be tougher, mm. you got to drive harder? And f- for those of you who are like, I don't even know how to be empathetic, mm. right? So how would you tell me, your husband, like <laughs> how would you tell me to turn empathy on And still feel like I'm not going to be bowled over. I mean, I guess there's that risk, but talk about that. I think it's always knowing that there's another side to the story and and just pausing and going, okay, this is not about me. What is that person maybe dealing with that I have no idea? Or where did they just come from? Or what family member may be suffering or friend that they don't have any control over there's so such a loss of control in the last few years and that I think though we really don't have control over much of anything in this life the the lack of the feeling of the lack of control is the worst most maddening thing and so I just think looking into the other side the other person's story and you just don't know. There always, there's always more to the story, you know. And I have, even being sensitive and empathetic and all of that, I've had to fight for a tender heart in the last few years. There's been a lot of reasons to harden and, and to just want to throw in the towel and say, screw it all. Like, everybody's rude and, you know, oh. But it is largely because people are dealing with so much. And it's been so much so fast and the concentration of grief and loss and all the compounded pain, you know, and suffering. I've had to just 
continue to just do those things that keep my heart tender, Mm -hmm. you know, and choose to go, no, I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to, I'm going to choose to see the other side and not my own perspective. And I'm going to choose, and that's sometimes accepted by the other person and sometimes not, you know, sometimes you're not guaranteed you're, you're still going to get a rude reaction or whatever. But I think if you keep yourself in check that you're not going to get hard because this world does need tenderness. It does need kindness. That's all those things come out of a tender place. And I'd much rather be tender than hard any day. I'm grateful for that. Thank you. You know, uh, I think probably the way we'll end this episode, Josh and I talk a lot about having, understanding the other perspective and having that context. And we talk a lot about having a curious mind, but I think uh, as we've tied this conversation I also want to put out this year that you have a curious heart, that your curious heart would care for people mm. and that you're pairing the mind and the heart together because that's a different dimensionality in how you would approach somebody else, mm-hmm. how you would think about their story and your story. And the question is, how can you have a curious heart in the next interaction you have with somebody? That's so good. So Thank you, babe, for joining me today on the podcast. (laughs) Thanks for letting me. Thanks, Josh. (laughs) Until next time, this is Brian. This is Sabrina. For Curiosity Continuum.